Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Covenant Live Marketing Podcast. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray, and in this episode of the Covenant Live Marketing Podcast, I'm talking about what I've learned over the past year of producing this live show and podcast. I'm going to be sharing the ups and the downs, the things that I've learned when things have gone well, when things haven't gone quite according to plan. So let's get on with the show. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. What have I learned over the past year? What have I learned over the past year? What have I learned over the past year? Over the past year. What has he learned over the past year? What has he learned over the past year? What has he learned over the past year? Lots and lots of stars. Lots and lots and lots of things, lots and lots and lots of stuff, lots and lots and lots of things, lots and lots and lots of stuff. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast. With Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is episode 57. Episode 57, I'm going to be talking about what I've learned over the past year of broadcasting the show. It's been a whole year, just over a year. And I also want to let you know we've got a special anniversary edition coming up on June the 17th. This is going to be cool because I'm bringing back as many of the guests that I've had on this podcast as I possibly can. So that's going to be awesome. So June the 17th and episode 57. The show notes of this can be found at iag.me forward slash 57. So anyway, before that, it's time to introduce my first sponsor. So this is Restream, restream restream.io, which is one of my favorite tools. It really is because it allows me to multicast to lots and lots of different places all at the same time, really, really easily. So if you just go to iag.me forward slash restream, you can sign up for this for free. It has a free plan. Restream is like the the complete restreaming multicasting service for entrepreneurs. So if you want to expand your audience, if you don't want to just go live to Facebook, you want to go live to Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope. My goodness, there are over 30 destinations that Restream has. So you can definitely multicast, multiply your views. So at the moment, I'm actually, I'm going live to Twitch, Facebook, Periscope, LinkedIn, VK, and YouTube. But there are loads and loads of other platforms that you could investigate and play around with. Now, one of the cool things about Restream that I love is you can go live to Restream using any tool that you feel comfortable with, such as Ecom Live, OBS Studio, that kind of thing, and multicast to all those different destinations. But one of the really important things is to interact with your audience. And Restream allows you to monitor all the comments from all the different platforms, including LinkedIn Live, which is amazing. So you can engage with your audience. If you've got a tool like Ecom Live, you can highlight them on the screen. And they've now got an amazing feature called Restream Studio, where you can you don't need any extra tool. You just go to restream.io and you can put your webcam on the screen. You can add 
overlays and all that kind of cool stuff bring in guests they have now added the facility to bring in remote guests through restream studio which is amazing now if you don't want to go live because you feel scared well you're at the right place because we talk about confidence on the show but they also have a really cool feature restream that allows you to stream your pre-recorded videos live so if you've prepared something earlier and you want to stream that live, you can do that with Restream. And they've also got analytics as well. So that allows you to measure how things have been going, how many people have watched your live streams and, uh, you know, for how long. And maybe they started watching, but they then decided not to after a little bit. You can find out all of that information using the analytics. So all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash Restream. It's really, really awesome. I definitely, definitely recommend it. So today I'm going to be talking about the last year. I'm going to basically just do a bit of an update on what's been happening, what's gone right, what's gone wrong. But at first, a little bit of a story behind my mic flag. So in the last episode, which was about two and a half weeks ago that I live streamed, I was waiting for this, this mic flag. So if you're listening to the podcast, you won't be able to see this. But basically a mic flag is like a box that you put uh, just above your microphone and you can brand it. You can have your photo, your image, your logo on there. And so I've been uh, wanting one of these for ages. And so I put an order in at Imp Impact PBS, I think is the name of the company. They're based in South Carolina, I want to say. And I went on there and submitted my image, my branding on there. And there's really impressed with the service there because I had loads and loads of questions about things like the, the size of it. Would it fit on my microphone? They were really, really helpful. And so I, I put that order in. But of course, at the moment with the coronavirus affecting flights, affecting deliveries all around the world, I wasn't sure whether it's actually going to get here. So anyway, after about two and a half weeks after I placed the order, it did arrive. I did have to pay quite a bit more for the postage. So it cost around $50 for this. And then I had to pay around $40 for the postage, which wasn't quite so good. Uh, and I also had to pay about uh, £20 customs charges as well, which seems a little bit odd. But anyway, I'm really happy with it. If you are listening to the podcast and you want to have a little look, just check out iag.me forward slash 57. And you can check out the video with the mic flag there. But I think it adds a little bit more professionalism to the show adds a bit more branding and I really like that so it's really cool. Brandon Schaefer's here. Hi Brandon, it's great to see you here. It's been a while since uh, I've spoken to you. Hope you're doing well. Yes, that's the name of the company impactpbs.com. Thank you for that. Impact PBS. So, let's talk about this show and what I've learned over the last year. One of the things I really wanted to do when I launched this was well, first of all I wanted to launch it and not procrastinate because if you go back to episode one, iag.me forward slash one, you'll hear all about how this podcast and live show almost never happened due to the curse of perfectionism. I was overthinking it. I was spending so much time over this. I was trying to get it to my idea of perfect. And of course, there is no such thing as perfect. And in the end, I launched it. I was really happy with it, but it wasn't, it obviously wasn't perfect and it still hasn't been perfect. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit, but yeah, it's been, it's been a, just over a year. And as I said, on June the 17th, I'm going to be inviting all my guests back. Should be just a three to four hour live show as well as launching the show. The really important thing for me was consistency. 
I'd love to know what you think about consistency. Do you think consistency is really important? For me, it was because I had created podcasts in the past and created uh, live shows, but they weren't consistent. I wasn't going live every week. I, I certainly wasn't doing the podcast every week. And so it was really important to me that I was going to be able to create something that I would commit to every single week. Now, I've not gone live every single week, but the podcast without fail has gone out every single Friday for a whole year. And for me, that is amazing. I'm really proud of myself, actually, when it comes to that, because consistency has not always been something that I've been good at. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So consistency for me has been so, so important because it shows my audience, shows my fans that I am committed to this. It also show, tells me, shows me, demonstrates to myself that this is absolutely vital to everything that I do. Really important because I want to create this content for you, for my audience. I want to create it so that I can help my audience. And so being able to do that on a consistent basis, being able to then repurpose that to my blog, to my podcast, and to all the other bits on my content has been so, so important. So I've been really, really pleased about that. Sometimes it's been a bit of a rush, like this week, for example. I'm going live on Tuesday, and this podcast episode goes out on Friday. So I've got a lot of editing to do. So yes, but I'm committed to it. So I'd love to know from you guys watching, or if you're listening to the podcast, what you think about that. Got some wonderful live viewers here. We've got David Bain is here. Great to see you, David. So David is watching on LinkedIn. This is cool. So the new setting in Restream and Ecamm is working because before, this was about a month ago, you weren't able to see comments and highlight comments on LinkedIn Live, but they've added that facility, which is really cool. Carrie Ray's here watching on YouTube. The mic flag looks great. Thank you so much. David also says, yes, consistency is key. And Brandon Schaefer says, I need all three, consistency, persistency, and my goodness, I can't even say this, insistency. <laughs> That's quite a mouthful. I love that. Yeah. Uh, consistency, persistency, and insistency insistency. I will try and say all those three. Yeah, persisting and just being consistent is so, so important. And I'll be honest with you, there have been some times, some weeks, for example, this week when, or last week or the week before, when I've really not wanted to turn up. I've actually found things quite tough recently. You know, there's a lot of difficult things happening in the world, which I'm obviously not going to go into. We all know what they are, the coronavirus and, and so many other things, the unrest and all these things happening. But, you know, sometimes these things, sometimes relationships and, and things that are happening in your life can cause disruptions in your life. And, and sometimes that means that you're finding it, you'll find it really difficult to turn up. And I'll admit, I have found that in the last couple of weeks. I've found that a few times over the past year. But if you say to yourself that you are committed to turning up every week to create this piece of content, no matter what, it's amazing what that does to you psychologically. And it's like committing to go to the gym or some other kind of habit that you're trying to enforce. And that's been an amazing thing. So I... I if you haven't committed to creating a piece of content or something within your business that you are committed to, it could be, for example, making a sales call 
every Tuesday and Thursday, every single week, something that you have to you have to do, you're committing to that, then I highly recommend that you do that. And get some people in your life that are going to check up on you about this. You know, it could be a mastermind, it could be husband or wife, could be a friend, someone who's going to check up on you. That, that is a really, really good thing to have. That, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To have that accountability, I think, as well. Yeah, so David says, the problem with doing podcasts in, in a seasons format is that it makes it trickier to commit to consistency. Yeah, now it's interesting. That's a really interesting point, David, because I was, when, so let's go, go back a year. I was wondering, should I make this, should I create seasons for my podcast and my live show? Because I know that's quite a popular thing to do. So I could, for example, make season one is going to be about this theme. So for me, it could be season one is all about confidence. And then after six months, I have a break. And then I go to season two, which is all about leveling up the tech and the professionalism. Now, I was thinking about doing that, but there's a few, a few things. I knew that having that break was going to be an absolute killer to me. And more about that in a minute. But also I wanted to mix things up. I wanted to talk about all three of my themes over that, over that first year. So that, that was really, really important to me. Yeah, seasons, it's an interesting one. I think when it comes to consistency, having that break is a killer. The last two weeks, I have not gone live. In fact, it's probably been two and a half weeks. I looked at the dates and I was shocked. And when it comes to then creating your next episode, it makes it so much harder because you forget things. There's, there's certain things that I've forgotten to do. So for example, I forgot to switch on Adobe Audition at the beginning of this, this live show. So that wasn't a good idea. Uh, I forgot to switch on YouTube. There was some technical things that I forgot about. So there's the tech side of things. But then the other thing that you can get out of um, practice with is the confidence. So yeah, I talk about confidence every single week, but I still struggle with this. I still doubt myself. I still think, why would anyone be interested in what I'm saying? You know, and, and so I start to doubt myself. And the more you leave it before your next live show, the more those niggling feelings can come back, those, those negative thoughts. So I think that's, that's really, really important to, to be consistent, to do it every week. By all means, take a couple of weeks off sometimes, but then just bear in mind that when you do come back, it's going to be hard for you to start. I, I wonder whether any of you identify with that because it could just be me. I don't think it is. Brandon says something really, really interesting, really cool, which I totally agree with. He, so he mentions Asana.com. And actually, this is something I'm going to be talking about in tomorrow's show. Yes, I'm going live tomorrow. I'm, I'm actually batching them a, a little bit this week. Uh, so he uses Asana.com to keep me on track every day of the week throughout the year. I'd love to know a little bit more about how you use Asana. I use Asana for every single aspect of this show, producing the show. So whether it's, uh, and we talked about the five P's on the show uh, quite a few episodes ago. So the five P's are the planning part of it. There's the pre-promotion. Then there's the production actually going live. Then there's the post-promotion side of things. And then there's re the repurposing side of things. And, and for me, that's turning this live show into a blog post, into a podcast. So there's so many aspects. So I, I would be lost without Asana. I really would. So Asana is great. If you want to be more organized, if you want to be kept in check, then Asana is really, really important. Uh, so yeah, consistency, using tools is really, really important. 
Matt Sarsons here. Great to see you, Matt. Hope you're doing well watching on LinkedIn. So uh, he says, I think also for the lead hungry data driven marketers, it's probably tough having to wait for tangible results as opposed to quick wins. That is a really, really important thing to say. And yeah, I think when it comes to live shows or podcasts in particular, waiting for those results can be really hard. So I don't know, I don't know whether you're talking about the fact that with podcasting particularly, it takes time for the numbers to grow. And I always knew this when I first started, I wanted to be in this for the long haul because I knew that it was going to take a long time for me to grow an audience for my podcast. Listeners take it it just takes time for people to uh to start to subscribe to your podcast. And I remember, oh I don't know, this is probably about six months ago, I I got really depressed because although the numbers, I've, I've since found out that the numbers were okay, they weren't quite what I wanted. In my head, I had this number and I wasn't quite getting that. And I, was, I wasn't quite going to give up and, and stop podcasting and stop the live show, but I was, I was, the, the thought was there. Let's put it that way. Uh, and this was just before I went to a conference. This was before the Youpreneur Summit in London. And I went along and there were some lovely people there that I met and probably about a dozen people had said, thank you so much for the podcast, Ian. I'm really enjoying it. And I thought, really? You listen to the podcast? I never knew that. And this is interesting because particularly when it comes to podcasting, it's a very intimate experience and you're not always going to get feedback. I don't know what it is. There's something about listening to a podcast. It's a very intimate experience and people don't always, aren't always willing to let other people know about their intimate experience of uh, putting you in their ears. That's a bit of a weird thing to say, but it's true. And I think it's also the case with live shows to a point. Yes, we've got uh, comments coming through. We've got some interaction coming. So I really appreciate you guys uh, who are watching live doing that. But actually, uh, there are a lot of people that are watching live shows that aren't interacting. They're the lurkers in the background. Obviously, with the watching the, re, the replay, people who are watching the replay can't interact real time. And so sometimes you can get, uh, you, mis you can misinterpret the results. So yeah, I, I think that's really, really important. And Matt goes on to say, uh, and related to that, it also is, so this is to do with the whole lack of results sometimes when, it, when you're looking at growing a show or whether it's a live show or a podcast, related to that, it also increases the procrastination as it's easier to prioritize, prioritize other things that you will know will bring quick results. And yes, I think so many of us have been there. I mean, when you're creating a live show and a podcast, that's going to take a long time to get sales, probably. You know, I know I've taught, so I've had clients where they've launched live shows and they've they've been able to sell tens of thousands of dollars within the first couple of weeks. But I have to say that is rare. That is, there are things that you can do to, to help increase sales. We've talked about that on the show, but often it's a hard grind. It takes time to grow your show, to grow your audience. Martin Buckland is here. Great to see you, Martin. Hope you're doing well. Martin says, we, we, are, we are interested. You share so much. Thank you, Martin. But it's interest, I think it's interesting that often we hear that negative voice in our heads. And uh, we've, I've had, uh, who was it? I think it was Claire Yosa was on the show talking about how to tame your inner negative voice. There's this voice sometimes that can speak up and, it, and this voice is a liar. 
This voice is trying to get you to stop being creating stuff, creating valuable content for your audience. And so I, I can't remember what episode that is. I'll try and find that in a minute. But if you go to iag.me forward slash podcast and look for the one where Claire Yosa was the guest on the podcast, that's a really, really fantastic episode because she was talking about how to tame that voice, how to not listen to it. So really, really important stuff. Right. So I, I've kind of lost, I've lost track of my notes. Uh, so I, I was talking about consistency, learning from your mistakes. So that's the other thing. I think sometimes we, we talked about perfectionism, that sometimes we can give into that perfectionism and then not get started. And part of that, part of that not getting started is down to we're worried about things going wrong. We're worried about making mistakes. But I tell you, when things go wrong, I don't enjoy it at the time, but when things go wrong, I actually enjoy what comes from that, which is I've learned something. So a couple of, couple of weeks ago, this is probably, no, about a month ago, I had Amanda Robinson on the show twice because the first time we tried it, there was a power cut. So that, that, was, that was fun. So we had to reschedule. And then the next time the internet went down, Virgin Media, which is my ISP, went down across the whole of the UK. I learned a lot from that. Yes, it was frustrating, but I learned a lot from that. In a way, there wasn't much I could do about it from a technical point of view because 5G isn't um, very good where I am or 4G isn't very good where I am. But it, it showed me what to do when things go wrong. Actually, there's not much you can do if something like that happens, but just to just to keep your cool. So learning from your mistakes, learning from the times when you forget to put on so to, to load some software, you forget to check your internet speed, you forget to check your audio, there's all those things. And all those things that I've learned over the last year have gone into my Asana process list. So I've learned from my mistakes. That is really, really important. So I wonder whether you identify with that, whether you're worried about making those mistakes, that's stopping you from doing it. But actually, it's those mistakes that allow you to create even more valuable stuff. Um, I also think that live, going live is a great antidote to perfectionism. I would describe myself as a recovering perfectionist. I still struggle with it from time to time, but what's important to me is turning up and creating content on a regular basis. Yes, it has to be good quality, but sometimes my idea of perfect is just not helpful because I'm never going to never going to attain that. So with live, yes you have to plan it, but once you go live, you're live and there's you know if you make a mistake there's not much you can do about it. So it's a great antidote to perfect, but you're going to be able to perfect it every time. You're going to be able to get closer to perfect, but but as long as you realize you're never going to actually get there. You're learning from your mistakes. You're going to learn how to improve it, micro adjustments over time. And that is, that is one of the, the best ways to build habits, to, to build a better version of yourself. It's not with the macro, the big um, adjustments. It's actually with the tiny little ones. Make a note of those on your Asana. But also, one thing that I recommend to my clients that they do is on a, on a weekly or on a daily basis, certainly every time you go live, is to create a diary, to have a diary that you can write down all the things that you've learned. What went right today? What went wrong today? What am I going to learn from that? That's really, really important. So yeah, antidote to perfect live video. Time off is important. So the last couple of weeks, I've had to 
I haven't been able to go live as often. In fact, it's been two weeks since I've last gone live. That probably wasn't the best decision, but I think I, I needed it. I needed that space. And um, the thing about that is, as I've mentioned before, bear in mind that when you come back to going live, it's going to be much more difficult. You just need to be prepared for that. And actually, the resistance is going to be stronger. But you know what? Another great, another great uh, antidote or another great um, thing that will help you with that resistance is knowing why you're doing this. So I created a document when I first launched this podcast and live show that gave the reasons why I am doing this. I'm doing this for a number of reasons. First of all, to demonstrate my expertise. Number two, it's to show the real me. I want to be I want to be honest. I want to be authentic. I know that's a word that's used a lot, but at the end of the day, I if you want to work with somebody on live video to help your presentation or your live video, first of all, you want to know that they know what they're talking about. Well, I can hopefully demonstrate that in this podcast and live show. The second thing is you want to know that I'm going to be the right person for you to work with. Now, if you watch this live show and you think, I don't like the seeing the Anderson Gray guy. He's a bit, he's a bit weird. That British accent is, I just know I couldn't work with that guy. Then I, in a sense, I've done us both a favor because you know that I'm not the best person for you and you're probably not the best person for me. We're probably not a good fit. Of course, the flip side is true in that you might really like my style. You might really be impressed with my knowledge and my skills. And so it's a great way for, uh, for me to demonstrate that and to grow my audience. So that is uh, one of the reasons why I, two of the reasons why I do this live show. And the third reason is actually when I do it, I really enjoy it. It's great. And it also allows me to create all the content that I produce quickly and easily. And that is really, really important. David Bain says, agreed, I'm a recovering perfectionist too. See what I did there? Yes. Uh, it's so important, I think, to, to actually say that you are a recovering perfectionist because I truly believe this is not something that, you, that has to become your identity. You can change this. We can change this together. So it's, 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 like, a, on a, it's like being on a path to recovery and actually admitting that in public to say, yes, I was a perfectionist, but I'm working on that. I'm now a recovering perfectionist. I'm going to put things in place in my life that's going to uh, stop me from being a perfectionist. So that's that's really important. So yeah, talked about time off and also about organization being really important, but just bear in mind that no matter how hard and, and you organize things, things can still go wrong. The internet can go down, a power cut can happen, and you just need to play it cool. Listen to David Bain's episode. Uh, I can't remember the, the episode number of that, but again, go to iag.me forward slash podcast because we talk about things going wrong and keeping your cool on that show a lot. And so I know, David, you have had this experience quite a lot because you do big live shows. You, you've done like four hour, six hour live shows. And yeah, that things are going to go wrong occasionally. So don't worry about that happening. Learn from those mistakes and, and keep your cool. So it's time to introduce my next sponsor before we've got a few more things to talk about with the whole idea of perfectionism and other things that I've been learning. And I can see a few other comments coming through, but Content 10X is my next sponsor. 
Amy Woods is the founder of Content 10X, and we've known each other for a long time. Uh, she lives just up the road from me, and I, it was really exciting to see how she came up with this idea of content repurposing as a service, particularly when it comes to live video. And so I've been really privileged to see Amy grow, and I'm so excited that they have been able to sponsor this podcast from the early days. So do you want to create more content is the question. Creating content takes time. It takes effort. And the thing that I found with creating live video is, yes, it takes some effort to do that, but it's a great way to then repurpose it into all those other different types of content, whether it's a blog post or a podcast. Sometimes finding other ways to, to repurpose that is, is tricky. So Content 10X can help you find other aspects, other types of platforms, other formats for you to repurpose in. They have an awesome service. They are a specialist content repurposing agency. They can take one live stream or a blog post, podcast, or video and explode it across the interwebs in a new platform-specific on-brand content. If they don't do all of this for you via their service, so if you don't want to hire them at this stage, they can teach you how to do it as well. They've got a podcast, a blog, a book, and now a toolkit. So if you just go to content10x.com, you can find out all about this. It's really cool. They're smart, responsive, creative, and effective. And if you want to take the stress out of content marketing, Content 10X are the people you want to go to. So definitely check out Content 10X. And if you go to Content 10X and uh, say hello to Amy, do say that you've been listening to this podcast. Uh, they are really, really awesome. So content10x.com. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. So we've got a few more comments. Oh, Martin, you're very, very kind. Martin Buckland says, everyone likes a British accent. Provide the opportunity to elevate your service fees. Yes, really, really important. And that actually brings me on to uh, another important point, which is something that I really struggled with in the early days uh, until actually relatively recently is that I was afraid about talking about my services and selling on live shows. We've talked about this a number of times on the show. We've talked about how to sell. We've had a Janet Murray and a couple of times, in fact, talking about this. It's really important not just to create valuable content, but also to talk to people about what you do, how you can help people. What are your services? Have you got a course? Now, I think some people, myself included, have been worried about being overly salesy and almost being like that sleazy car salesman. But the fact of the matter is, if you're creating all this content, you're doing your audience a disservice. If you don't talk about what you can, how you can help them, it can be free content that you produce. And in fact, I think talking about the free content on your live shows on a regular basis is really important. That's why I've been talking about uh, sending you to various uh, blog posts that I've created on my on my website. But it's also how you create, it's, it's also uh, not just the free content, it's also, it could be consultations, it could be coaching, it could be courses that you provide that can help your audience. So don't be afraid of talking about that. So, so important. Tim Sorn says, how does does your live show convert to a lot of business for you? That's a really good question and so, so important. So at the beginning, the answer was no, or not in an obvious way. But the great thing is 
that every single episode of mine, or pretty much all of them, are is a piece of evergreen content. So I now know that some of the earlier podcast episodes and the live show episodes have absolutely contributed to business. And I've been able to sell more courses. I've been able to... So yeah, my, my, my revenue streams are a number of different things. So I sell courses on live video. I've been able to sell more of those. One-to-one consultations. I've been able to get far more of those than I would have done otherwise. So that's been really cool, working with people all around the world, something that I absolutely adore doing. So yeah, if you want to know, uh, if you want to work with me on a one-to-one basis, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash services. See what I did there. Hope you're impressed. So that's the other thing. Other thing is affiliate income. So uh, I've definitely been able to get more affiliate income through my blog posts and my podcast with uh, certain tools such as Ecamm Live and StreamYard and, and Restream, all those kind of tools where I get affiliate income as well. So that's that's been amazing. And of course, sponsorship as well. We've had a, I've got a number of sponsors to this podcast, so that's been more business. So I hope that answers your question. It has taken time. So depending on your business, if you're a business that sells services uh, and courses, it, it, it can take a little bit longer. But if you don't give in to procrastination and perfectionism, you can get there a lot quicker. I promise you. Uh, great. Okay. So where what, where am I? So yeah, just a few things that haven't gone quite so well. I still haven't quite got into, haven't figured out really the best way to go live. So with with a podcast, you can batch record podcast episodes. So this is great if you know that you want to you want to go uh, produce. 20 episodes. You could, in effect, record those 20 episodes in one week. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. If you you can get guests in, booked in over those 20 episodes, or some of them could be solo episodes. And that's definitely easy to do. But with a live show, you can't really batch them. I mean, you can you can squeeze more in in a week like I'm doing. I'm probably going to be doing three this week, but uh, you can't batch them. And so I found that I've not been so consistent with my live show in terms of the date and the time. And I haven't really worked out the best date and time in terms of audience. Uh, and I think that's for a number of reasons. First of all, I've, my, my schedule's changed. So sometimes I've been able to do it in the evening. And the evening's great because I can be there for the US and Canadian audience. But that's not great for family life. And I've, I've really tried to avoid that. So this time is actually been quite good, which is uh, about 2.15 UK time, which is early morning in the US. But then Pacific time, it's not great for that. So I, I'm, I'm really interested to know for you who are watching or listening, and if you had a live show, what, what's been your thinking around getting the best time? Because I still haven't figured that out. I'm still playing around with it. I think I'm going to be playing around with it for the next few months and see how I get on with that. And then the next thing that I've been playing around with is the tech. So last episode, I was sharing my studio. If you haven't uh, checked, in fact, it wasn't the last one. It was episode 55, I think, iag.me forward slash 55. I was sharing my studio and all the, the aspects of it. For example, my microphone, my audio interface, my camera, my stream decks. And there's a, a really cool gear guide that I've created. All you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash gear guide, and it will show, uh, it gives a, a diagram, um, quite, a, quite a cool diagram, I have to say, with all the gear that I have in my studio. 
Um, but I've been tweaking it a little bit recently and I decided to go completely over to using Ecamm and Restream uh, because this allows me to create uh, really high quality, high resolution live videos. I can basically stream to all of these platforms in 1080p, which is which is great. And it's a little bit more reliable. The, but the, the thing that I, the reason I didn't do this earlier was because I wasn't able to do the comments with the, with the images on the screen uh, because Restream and Ecamm didn't quite play nicely. But I'm really excited now that Ecamm is now showing the avatars from all the different platforms, including LinkedIn, which is really cool. So I can see that Sonny uh, is here and I can highlight Sonny's comment on the screen. You can see Sonny's image there. Sonny says, Ian is a very great and compassionate guy. As a keynote speaker, I celebrate him. Thanks, Sonny. That's really cool. I really appreciate your comment. So yeah, uh, so that's really cool. The only downside about using Restream at the moment, and I know that Restream are looking at this. I'm, I'm in touch with um, their team. And this is that you can't, it's a bit difficult to explain, but you can't uh, schedule or schedule, depending on how you pronounce it, to a Facebook Live within Restream. So you can schedule a YouTube Live video, but you can't schedule a Facebook Live video and get the comments at the same time. So that's the only problem with Facebook. You just have to go live and you're not, a you're not able to promote that. But I've, I've kind of, I'm living with that because actually what I'm doing is I'm promoting my YouTube live in advance, not my Facebook live. So that's working for me. A couple of other comments. Paulino is saying, are you still using OBS or what software are you using these days? So I think I may have uh, answered your question. So OBS Studio, uh, I still do use and I still recommend from time to time. It was pretty much the only platform back in 2016. I created a course on OBS Studio. And this was basically my whole, my, my entry into the live video space. Uh, it's still a great tool. It's free. If you're a bit of a geek, it's great to play around with some of the tech side of things. But I've, I've, I haven't basically moved on from that. I've, I've tried Wirecast. I definitely recommend um, StreamYard uh, as, a, as a tool as well. And BeLive is a great tool. And Restream Studio is also great, all in, within the web. But my go-to system now, and you can find all of this out at iag.me forward slash gear guide, is to use Ecamm Live in collaboration with Restream. And it's really, really, works really, really well. David says, David Ben says, I've tried to do it about 4 p.m. So that's 4 p.m. in the UK. Yeah, uh, I've tried it at four o'clock as well. And I haven't quite figured out whether that's the best time or not. Anyway, I think it's probably time to, to stop there. I've gone on a lot longer than I thought I would do. But um, I really appreciate all of you guys watching live. It makes such a big difference. And of course, listening to the podcast, I so appreciate you listening to this podcast because I know that it is time that you could be doing something else. You could be listening to other podcasts. There's so much content out there. If you have not come across my podcast, go to iag.me forward slash podcast and you can learn how to subscribe it. Subscribe to it. It comes out every Friday without fail. <laughs> and I've got to basically go and edit this into a podcast today or tomorrow uh, for this week. But I will leave it there until next time. I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Lots and lots and lots of things, lots and lots and lots of stuff.